This podcast is brought to you by Dancecape. For the latest in dance, lifestyle, culture, and entertainment news, visit www.dancecape.com. Dance is passion. Good afternoon, Nick. I'd like to congratulate you on being selected with your dance fashion company, Lanique, to be chosen to design costumes for Dancing with the Stars. Could you please share with us how you came across the opportunity to design for Dancing with the Stars? Uh, well, uh, basically, uh, how it uh, came about is that I was approached uh, about three months ago for um, actually being one of the contestants, one of being the dance teachers. Uh, through a conversation with the production uh, manager, uh, I just basically flat out asked them who was selected to do the costumes. Uh, they said at this point uh, they were still under negotiation, so I said, well, we would certainly like to be considered. And how many costumes were you involved in making for the show? Uh, well, it's an ongoing process throughout the uh, first series. Uh, basically what we've done is... Um, we're handling the menswear and uh, only just the menswear at this point in time because uh, that was all we were uh, contracted to do. But uh, basically if you're looking at everybody that's dancing on the show as far as the men are concerned, they're wearing running costumes, excluding the tail suits. What has the whole experience been like while designing for Dancing with the Stars with working with some of the celebrities and some of the professional dancers? Yeah, I mean, uh, the process has been uh, quite an interesting one. For example, if we talk about Amanda Holyfield, um, getting his measurements was quite a difficult task as uh, he's based in Atlanta. Uh, they had uh, his local tailor phone through the measurements and faxed through them to the office okay. um, out in Los Angeles. And what had happened is that uh, his tailor is used to just making custom suits. Uh, obviously, with dance tuxedos and lap pants and shirts, the measurements need to be much more accurate and also very complete. So I didn't really have too much to work with as far as uh, the measurements were concerned. So I had the uh, editor, his dance teacher, um, get uh, Maria McGill to take some more accurate measurements, and I trained them how to take measurements. Redoing things and uh, preparing for the next, the next week's show, basically. Okay. And what was your creative vision while designing the costumes for the men on Dancing with the Stars? Was there a certain look or style or feel you were going for for each different man as well as for the different styles of dances? Well, I mean, basically, we're, we're, there's, there's two different... Uh, thoughts that are involved. I mean, the dancing professionals are usually used to having a specific image and a specific type of costuming that they are used to competing in. Um, if I look at, for example, Louis Van Amstel, he is very uh, aware of his costuming and everything has to be done exactly the way he wants it. Uh, he is uh, somewhat open to suggestion, uh, but uh, you know, basically we've just been trying to work with his uh, his uh, requirements um, and then tying them into what uh, uh, Marie McGill is doing with Designs to Shine as far as the ladies wear is concerned because we're trying to get it to, to be a bit more coordinated. I mean, basically, the bottom line, the first show, we were, weren't really given too much scope to work with, uh, but some things have somewhat changed and we're now uh, opening up to being a little bit more creative. I mean, they were pretty set, but they were somewhat conservative in what they wanted for their costuming for the first show. But um, 
Alec Mazzo and Louis and also Jonathan Roberts so were already customers of mine, so I'm used to actually working with them. And how long does it take to make one full menswear costume for the show? Um, basically, we've been turning things around in uh, generally a, a full working day or half a working day, depending on what they are. We've had uh, the shop running here pretty much 24-7, uh, seven days a week, excuse me. Um, and uh, things are, uh, I mean, we've uh, basically, uh, we moved the company from uh, a small location that we had in upstate New York, and uh, in August we moved to the city. So we're now um, located in Manhattan. We've taken on two floors, so we've got 3,000 square feet, uh, 1,500 square foot workroom, and uh, we've also increased our staff, so we're up to... Uh, down from what we were as far as four, basically four of us, um, to we're up to I think 12 uh, pretty much uh, people working here now. So, How did you specifically get involved with fashion? Was this always a dream of yours? Um, well, one, I mean, well, I should say we should, I should really talk about Lena and I because um, my wife and I basically both started the company together. Um, somewhat similar for both of us as as far as the, the dance costumes, I mean, that was realistically a necessity um, after uh, having dealt with uh, some of the exorbitant prices that they charge for costumes overseas. Um, you know, as per a lot of the dancers, they get into designing and manufacturing their own clothes. Um, Lena is pretty much self-taught, and uh, she comes from a dance background in Russia where they did not have the access to all of the fabulous fabrics and things that we have over here in the United States. So they would, you know, of course, uh, find whatever they couldn't make it up. So she's self-taught. I actually did somewhat pursue it as a career when I was living in Australia. Um, my grandmother's in the rag trade. She uh, was for 60 years. Wow. Um, and my mother also uh, runs a business in Australia. Wow. Um, interestingly enough, uh, one of our workers used to be, um, or is now actually costuming for the show in Australia, a girl called uh, June Robertson, who uh, is June Designs, and they're doing the Dancing with the Stars show in Australia. Um, but uh, I went to uh, fashion design college. I had uh, wanted to pursue a career in fashion. Um, and uh, again, just out of necessity, there was uh, a wide open market for menswear. So um, I took on that as sort of uh, a uh, subsidiary job to being a full-time dancer. That's excellent. Congratulations on all of your successes. Thank you. Uh, what are some of the hottest fashion trends that you have noticed for men on the dance floor this year or over the past couple of years? Have things been evolving a certain way that you would like to comment on? Um, well, I, realistically, I don't think they've really evolved that much. Um, we certainly have been trying to, to do different things. Um, I mean, we uh, coined uh, what we call the Lenique Collar, which... Uh, um, has been, I guess, one of the most noticeable changes. Instead of a separate collar just attached around the neck, we actually run the collar the full length of the, the jacket um, or shirt. Uh, Shirt-style jackets worn on the outside, I guess we've tried to evolve those a little bit more. I mean, generally the menswear is 
other than uh, using sheer fabrics, is usually pretty conservative. I mean, a lot of the guys like the uh, tuxedo look with a bow tie wrapped around the neck, or they like some sort of tuxedo-looking style shirt with maybe a few ruffles down, which, I mean, if you go through the dance history, I mean, that was used way back when uh, in, in America they used to have the smooth and uh, Latin as one combined event. Right. Um, and then, you know, going back to the early days of Wally Laird and things like that, the uh, dance-style jacket with a, a bow tie and a tuxedo-style shirt was the norm. I guess uh, from one aspect, menswear would be um, the use of the flared Latin trousers, um, which uh, is kind of uh, went with what the fashion was going back to, you know, three or four years ago with a lot of the jeans being more boot-cut style. Um, and that... Uh, jeans type looking, you know, with twin stitching down the sides, pockets, back yokes on the trousers, um, using some different uh, coloured stitching, some satin yokes and, and that type of thing. But the menswear is somewhat different to the ladies because, again, I mean, there's only so much you can do with a pair of trousers without crossing the boundaries of what should be Latin American dancing. And what about for women on the dance floor? Well, um, I mean, primarily, I mean, we advertise our businesses is that we um, work on image, and we believe that image is probably the most important thing um, besides the dancing. I mean, if a couple does not have the right image which suits their style, then usually they're struggling, you know, they're having an uphill battle. Um, we uh, put a lot of emphasis on our first consultation. Um, with our clients. Um, most of our consultations when somebody comes into the shop or if we see them on the road is that we try and spend at least a minimum of an hour with them talking about uh, what they like um, as far as them personally. I mean, most people know what suits them in regular today, everyday wear, but um, for the dance business, uh, you know, we look at the style of dancing that they're doing. Um, we definitely look at body shape um, and build um, because, you know, obviously when you're putting together a costume, you know, most people, especially some of the amateurs and prime students, look at uh, the top professionals and say, we want to dress just like that. And, you know, proportionally they might not be exactly the same. You know, they may have different, you know, parts of their body which need to be covered differently or exposed differently. So we really try and... Uh, give them a unique service in as much as that um, you're not getting a dress off the rack, getting something that's custom designed, working with you on your danceability and also um, you know, your unique style. And do you have a favorite couple on Dancing with the Stars in terms of their fashion or in terms of their dancing? Which ones stand out to you? Or perhaps you can comment on something that you like about each of the style or each of the chemistry between the partners? Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm quite happy to talk about that. I mean, if I was to if I was to say personally, if I had a favourite, and which I think you must understand that the situation I'm in as being a fellow competitor um, is that, uh, and and some of the, my clients, I certainly I'm going to be frank. I'm just going to say my personal opinion. Um, I think that uh, Charlotte and John O'Hurley, for me, were probably the most positive uh, couple from a pro-am situation. Mm -hmm. um, it was a pleasure to watch, as I was in the audience for the first episode, um, out in Los Angeles, uh, the professionalism of Charlotte, um, and she did surprise me with, as a lot of the dancing people would know, that she 
uh, is not known for her Latin American abilities. Um, however, her dance background certainly, um, I guess, uh, surprised everybody. Um, but just the professionalism of her, um, A, dancing very cleverly as far as the choreography to um, highlight her partner um, and uh, some of his assets. And obviously each of the celebrities is, not, is a non-dancer, but some of them have had, you know, uh, some dance training and movement studies. Um, for me, John O'Hurley in the first series was one who came out with, you know, confidence and uh, certainly his personality, which maybe could be toned down in my opinion, but um, at least they had a chemistry together which appeared very natural on television in, from, from my layman's terms. From the costuming side of it, again, he was just very plain and simple. Charlotte wore a beautiful red dress. Um, certainly some of the things which could be done to the dress to enhance it would be, uh, say, uh, the, the uh, dress certainly could have had better dance cups for her. Right. Um, the uh, running down, uh, Joey McIntyre came out and he and Ashley had definitely got a, a, a very uh, warm charismatic uh, connection between the two, uh, him being a somewhat hip-hop style dancer that was evident that that came through in his cha-cha, but uh, still from, you know, confidence and personality, uh, he was another one which was right up there for me. Um, Jonathan Roberts and uh, uh, Rachel Hunter, I mean, Jonathan being the most experienced male um, ballroom and smooth dancer out there. Mm -hmm. um, certainly carried himself very, very well. Um, he was uh, wearing uh, one of our tuxedos, uh, which of course enhanced his look. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he again, a very clever use of choreography, working on Rachel Hunter's, um, uh, although it was some time ago, her ballet training. I mean, she's got wonderful extension and beautiful frame and posture. So he certainly uh, worked on that as far as the choreography was concerned to bring that out. I mean, there was lots of features which were not lacking, which is basic waltz, you know, swing, sway, rise and fall. But it was still somewhat uh, for a, a flat uh, beginner going out first time in, on a show where the, the rest of the country is looking at her. She did very, very well. Right. Um, Amanda Holyfield. Um, I guess being in the audience, we had somewhat of a different view. Um, I felt that uh, the cameras really did uh, work a lot more to show uh, I guess assets that he had as far as his uh, upper body and rhythm, uh, there wasn't too much focusing on in on what his feet were doing, mm -hmm. and he was pretty heavy and clunky on his feet. So, um, but so the brother came out and he was uh, he held, didn't hold back. I mean, you certainly have to admire his enthusiasm and uh, the nat natural rhythm that came out. Right. As far as athleticism, I mean, he was pretty damn stiff in the upper body, which uh, one would expect from a guy of his physique. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where he, uh, but he carried himself up pretty well. I think that uh, editor, um, you know, the uh, I guess the uh, Polish Panther um, came out and uh, certainly sold it up the wazoo, uh, which uh, you know is her job. Right. Um, I guess the two couples I was most disappointed with would be um, Kelly Monaco with Alec. I mean, it was obvious that the Alec's lack of boring training uh, shone through. I mean, he looked like he was doing uh, his samba routine to waltz music. Mm -hmm. um, 
unfortunately, uh, you know, the uh, wrinkled up tuxedo shirt and no bow tie um, was a look I guess he uh, is used to in Latin, but uh, I wouldn't uh, uh, advise that that would be a suggestion he makes for future if in case he wears his towel suit again, if they bring him back. Right. Um, Kelly, of course, looked a little bit nervous uh, and tentative um, and, uh, you know, was uh, basically... Um, carried around most of her performance, which uh, one would not like to say that it was uh, her partner's fault, but uh, looking at it from prior perspective, uh, he was uh, doing the best he could under the circumstances. And then uh, I guess Louis and uh, Trista, um, we had uh, the fortune of uh, meeting them on the weekend before uh, Trista um, we basically rang and asked if we could supply a couple of uh, costumes because she was doing ABC Good Morning America show. So we uh, dressed her up in uh, one of our uh, Latin tops that she just wore with jeans. But um, the, uh, for Louis, uh, I guess, experience, um, I was, uh, I mean, a little bit disappointed to see a lack of waltz coming through his dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I'm just being critical, but I'm just laying it on the line as if uh, I was a judge. Right. Um, as per the 13.5 million viewers which watch the show, I'm sure they all have had their view. I mean, I like the one of, I mean, you can look, you can have a look at two statues and if one's got a crack in it, you know, you don't have to be an uh, art expert to see that there's a crack in it. Right. Um, <laughs> um, it was a little bit too Latin orientated, although there was um, some very clever use of choreography, but um, you know some of the basic elements again of the walls frame and things like that need uh, a lot of work on uh, Trista's behalf. Um, you know, which uh, again, you know, when you look at all of the couples, and uh, you've got to remember, for example, Louis Van Amstel had a herniation operation uh, two weeks before the show, right. so he was uh, you know out of action for a week, um, and. Uh, you know, some of the other stars have their regular jobs. I mean, uh, Rachel Hunt is shooting a movie at the moment, so Jonathan doesn't have easy access to her all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things like this, which... Uh, um, has made it difficult for training. Has made it difficult for training. Yeah. I mean, some of the uh, uh, dancers, you know, really didn't have as much time as some of the other dancers to actually work with the uh, celebrities. Right. And now moving on to your fashion company. Thank you, by the way, for sharing all of your advice on Dancing with the Stars. Um, but what is your vision with your fashion company? And you've talked a little bit about how you and Lena have started it off. Um, but what is your vision for the future? I'm also aware that you design costumes for ice skating as well. So um, yeah, we do. Um, we've, uh, as far as our vision is concerned, I mean, we are... Uh, are basically uh, developing our company uh, and it has been uh, you know, somewhat of a challenge because we've still been actively competing. I mean, realistically, up until uh, a year ago, we were really only working the business part-time and dancing was our other part-time job. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to divide our time between the two. I mean, if I was to say that uh, what our long-term goal is, uh, is, is our market is, uh, again, much more orientated towards custom, uh, not mass production. Right. Um, uh, we are planning to bring out our own range of uh, 
practice wear, but also stocking other companies here in New York um, in our retail outlet, um, and uh, branching into uh, the real fashion world. Um, I mean, we've uh, been fortunate enough to have a fairly good celebrity base of customers that are um, in other fields, such as our ice skaters. Um, we have uh, an excellent contact which uh, we have with ABC Sports who has been promoting us for some of their events. Most recently we did uh, some costuming for the Orange Bowl uh, opening down in uh, Jacksonville when they had, uh, sorry not Jacksonville, somewhere down in Florida, mm -hmm. when they had uh, the opening celebrations for the Orange Bowl. Um, we did some costuming for that for one of the hosts. Wonderful. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, and then uh, I guess coming back to the ice skating business, I mean, we've been uh, very fortunate that early on uh, when we were starting the business, uh, Oksana Bayou was uh, one of our clients. Oh, wow. Uh, we uh, started off uh, with her and actually um, through our association with her, we met uh, the uh, North American manager for Swarovski, uh, in this country um, because uh, one of her costumes was pretty much one of the first to would be worn in a competition environment fully rhinestoned. Oh, okay. Um, as you probably know that they're very, they use rhinestones very spare, sparingly in the ice skating business purely because most of the costume manufacturers that they've used have always been from the fashion world. For example, the Vera Wangs and right. some of the other designers which have made for the celebrity uh, skaters. Um, Basically, when Oksana came to us, she just uh, freaked out because, I mean, she hadn't seen their style of costuming outside the ice skating business. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we basically took her on as a client and uh, have been working with her pretty much ever since. And now we've been dressing her in regular wear. Um, she was out in California just recently for a couple of uh, premieres. Uh, I think for The Ice Princess was one of the movies she was out for, and we dressed her uh, in some evening wear for that. Um, she's actually going to be out in LA for the show uh, tomorrow. Oh, really? Fabulous. And then uh, from there, we picked up, uh, going back a couple of years ago, uh, Peter Schmikowski, uh, Peter. Uh, Shadow Matopsky and Naomi Lang, which were the United States uh, Pairs figure skating champions back then. Mm. Um, and we did some costume work with them and also choreography and some dance training. Um, ah. Because again, we can offer the customers a lot more when they come to us because uh, both Lena and I are proficient uh, in the dancing side of things as well. So, right. yeah, I mean, with the ice skaters, they come in. Uh, several of them, I've given them musical advice and cut some of their music for them. We have go down to the, the rinks here in New York and work with them on their ice skating routines as far as choreography and some basic dance skills. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you find is um, a common comment or feedback that you give to um, ice dancers? Is there anything in general that sticks out as a comment that you're always giving to ice dancers in terms of their maybe performance? Um, well, I guess one of the biggest things that Lena's always picking on is their hair and makeup. <laughs> um, because usually they really don't uh, pay much attention to their image in that respect. Okay. They, they all kind of scatter around with free-flowing hair and base makeup, which uh, from a performance level is just, uh, they don't really, uh, I guess, uh, take that too seriously. To the same level uh, as in dance. We uh, most recently, uh, three years ago, started working with uh, 
Roman Kostomarov and Tatiana Navka, which are the current, uh, well, should they retain their, uh, retain their titles from last year and this year, the World and European Champions, mm-hmm. um, under their guidance of their coach, uh, Sasha Zulin, um, who has been uh, a very good friend to us, and he uh, recommends and sends us a lot of his clients. Um, and he basically entrusts us with uh, developing their whole, whole image um, from where to go. And I think that for them, that definitely played a major factor in their success, um, which I'm sure if you wanted to interview them, they would uh, have no problems telling you about because they've told lots of other people. Um, but in the ice skating industry, it's somewhat different to the dancing businesses that uh, when they have, for example, a company like us working with them, they really don't like anybody else, especially their competitors, to come to us. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, so we really don't get any advertising out of it other than the fact that, you know, they... Uh, um, that we help them. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Sasha, with his couples, has been very uh, forthright in sending it, you know, his couples to us. We work with uh, um, the Israeli champions, uh, Sergei and Galit. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, we picked up uh, the sort of costumes now for Victor Petrenko. Um, also, um, Katya Godeva. Um, although she's uh, not competing as such, but she does a lot of the ice dance shows. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the uh, Ukrainian champions, which are currently in third, have just started coming to us for their costuming. Um, mm-hmm. We have the Azerbaijan champions, uh, Igor Lukanin and uh, Kristen. Uh, what's her last name? Anyway, Kristen. They're uh, they're currently ranked 12th um, in the world, um, and uh, we've got one other couple that we deal with as well. Then um, a couple of the single you know, ice skaters, Sasha Abt is another one of uh, our clients. We basically dressed him up for the last couple of years. Wow. Um, and uh, I guess comment-wise, I mean, uh, I was working with Igor and uh, Kristen um, just uh, last week, and um, we're starting to go into a little bit more of what uh, myself, uh, I've been uh, working on for the last several years, which is based on uh, some teaching methods that Rube for me uh, is somewhat a specialist in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, basically, Lena and I, he has been a, a very big driving force uh, behind our dancing. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about uh, Laban technique and mm-hmm. uh, some choreology studies and movement studies. Um, you know, a different, uh, it's not holistic, but uh, a somewhat more movement-studied orientation of teaching dancing, um, especially relating to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I gave uh, them a couple of hour lesson the other day, and uh, I mean, just proudly say completely opened them up as far as thinking about uh, different forms of dance and, and uh, breaking down movement into its simplest forms mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, and giving them another way of thinking about their dancing. I mean, there, a lot of the skaters totally get involved in the technique, the right. um, difference between our two sports, although somewhat similar. I mean, when you put them on on ice skates, they've got uh, a lot more to think about than just uh, performing to the audience. Right. Uh, because it ain't so easy. I know, I've tried. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, I guess, um, you know, worked a little bit with Peter and Naomi and uh, 
um, both Roman and Tatiana, and I mean, that uh, performance level in thinking about, the, I mean, there's a great expression from Rude, which I use all the time, I don't know if he originated it, but um, devotion to the motion to create the emotion, that's kind of what I live by. That's and, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, skaters do not somewhat, don't really go in that direction. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, definitely the, the uh, Latin American and Borum experience uh, that they pick up will certainly only be a benefit to their performances. That's some excellent advice. And do you have any other advice for upcoming dancers that you could provide or share with us? Um, for upcoming dancers. Professional or amateur? Um, I mean, as far as, uh, I think the, the best advice that was ever, ever given to me is to always look outside of the box. I mean, dancing is dancing is dancing is dancing, you know, but um, the more dance styles, um, martial arts, yoga, things that you can do to develop your own personal dance, uh, I guess, career of an extreme benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, too many people get tied up in just, uh, you know, what's written in a technique book in this country um, and forget uh, the reality that, um, you know, the technique is only a guideline. You know, when it comes down to performing, you know, you've really just got to be true to yourself. Believe in what you're doing and dance it with conviction. Um, again, that saying, devotion to the motion will create the emotion. If you're, if you're totally into what you're doing and you believe in it 100%, people will see that. And, you know, taking lessons from everybody, what we would, uh, in, I guess, parentheses, call the uh, political move, um, will only take you so far. I mean, it's unfortunate that in our business, uh, so many people, whether they uh, admit it or not, do that type of thing. Um, and uh, if I look back and on current uh, standings as far as the couples that are the champions and the couples that have been the champions, mm -hmm. the most noticeable thing is that every single one of them looked like them. They never looked like somebody else. I mean, I go to some of these Latin competitions and I see 50 amateur couples out there looking like Slavic, which is fantastic. I mean, you know, obviously imitation is a great form of flattery for Slavic, mm -hmm. but I mean, quite frankly, you know, I get bored with, you know, seeing the same style. Right. I look at, say, for example, our American uh, uh, amateur champions, Genio and Marsha, and I know there's a lot of amateurs which uh, aspire to be like them, and I agree, be like them, but don't lose your individuality. I mean, there's no other couple in front of them or behind them which looks like Genio and Marsha, and that's why they're there, because they are unique and they believe in what they're doing. Strangely enough, they follow somewhat the same format as per Ruth May and the likes of Valerie Preston Dunlop and I'll throw Louis Van Amstel in there, who's one of uh, their coaches. Mm -hmm. um, basically because they're trained that it's all about being yourself. Yep. Not saying the words, screw the system, but thinking that if you don't believe in what you're doing, then why the hell are you wasting your time doing it? That's some excellent advice and a very, very good point to make that I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate hearing um, because of all the ups and downs in dancing and the, the challenges with, you know, reaching that point of being able to express your own style and to maximize your performance. Um, well, there's a great one uh, I got, uh, and uh, uh, he's one of uh, my favorite people in the world, a guy called John Nemchik uh, out here in New York. Mm -hmm. um, 
I guess, a former United States 10 dance champion and, and blah, 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 blah. But uh, he always says to me, every time I see him, and I love using this one, um, you've got to remember that somewhere in that audience, there's a, there's a little old lady that paid good money to come in and see his show. Now, give her the show of your life. That's wonderful. So is he one of your role models then, or...? Um, have any specific role models? <laughs> I, mean, I would say one of my role models, no, he's one of my mentors, most definitely. Okay. Um, I mean, he, again, uh, uh, you know, both Lena and I are not from this country, so when mm -hmm. we came here, we experimented you know, individually before we started dancing, you know, working with many of the different coaches and choreographers that there are here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and everybody, you know, there's the old expression that you can learn some, about something from everyone. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly don't want to uh, uh, say to people, don't go out there and have lessons from everybody because not everyone works for everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, myself personally, I mean, if we're to throw down, I guess, the coaches that Lena and I love to work with, and we've, you know, had lessons with all of them, um, and we break them down in, into, I guess, a couple of different categories. Um, we look at uh, the performance level, um, the technical level, um, and uh, I guess the sport level of it all. Right. You know, the, the actual physical you know, stamina training and that type of thing. And we kind of base our coaches around that. Mm -hmm. I mean, from an artistic point of view, um, we use, uh, when we can, uh, Rupert May, um, Louis Van Amstel, uh, Taliat Karsanov, mm -hmm. um, John Nemchek. Um, from a technical aspect, we aspect we use people like uh, John Cummins, uh, uh, Brian McDonald, mm -hmm. um, uh, Joe Vanoni uh, from Italy. Mm -hmm. um, on some of our technical aspects and actual dancing. Um, we've had help from uh, people like Paul Holmes mm -hmm. on our standard work. Um, and uh, then uh, from, uh, you know, uh, most of them have also been uh, helpful as far as, you know, the, the sports side of it, you know, doing the rounds, practicing and slogging it out and getting through it. Right. Um, and again, that's, you know, how we started off as far as John Nemchik, and John for us is high up there. I mean, he's uh, about performance and also getting the job done. Taliat Marina we love to death. Um, mm -hmm. I guess uh, they were, you know, one of the main reasons why we uh, became United States show dance champions right. um, and also you know, second in the world last year and also us uh, winning the United States Move Championship. So we've, uh, now they're based here, so we work with Taliat Marina a lot um, and John when we can. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I guess, pretty much it. That's, uh, that's excellent. That's quite an extensive list there. Um, how did you and Lena... Oh, I've got to throw away. I certainly don't want to forget Dustin. Oh, okay. Um, Dustin, uh, we've uh, worked with for a long period of time, but again, usually our schedules, especially this last year, have just been bouncing all over the place. We, uh, I guess, online together more than we are uh, on the dance floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but his words of wisdom always uh, run pretty true. Oh, great. And how did you and Lena originally meet each other, and what, how would you describe your dance style together? Um, well, uh, Lena and I originally met uh, here in the United States. Um, she was dancing uh, with uh, her partner, and I had my partner. We were actually all good friends. Um, and uh, going back probably 10 years ago, I had uh, 
a little birdie whispered, whispered in my ear that she uh, was not happy in her partnership. <laughs> and, I, and I actually uh, had that particular birdie approach her uh -huh. and find out to see if she would be interested in uh, making a career change. Ah. She, she flat out knocked me back because she was like, who's this guy and what does he think he is? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, circumstances changed. Uh, I, uh, basically, she, she uh, let me know that she was available mm -hmm. um, and I basically uh, changed my life for her. Wow. Um, we uh, started to date, started dancing, and then uh, before you know it, uh, I... Uh, tore out the basement of the house she was living in and converted that into a neat shop. <laughs> and, uh, that's how we started. That is a fabulous story. <laughs> we um, actually made uh, a decision to uh, dance uh, for Australia back then. We, were, we had several options and I always like to sort of plan for the future and have a clearly laid out plan as far as what we were doing. So I think on our first day, I actually gave her two options, and I said that uh, we can get together and uh, dance for America. Um, she was always known as a ten dancer, but uh, much stronger in the Latin. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, although I was uh, in the country for six years, had not actually competed in Latin um, over here, so no one even knew that I did Latin. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my background was only in Latin when I was in Australia. Okay. Uh, basically, I was you know, six times professional Latin finalist in Australia. Um. I was juvenile, junior, and amateur champion back then. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, uh, when you're in America, people don't know, don't care what you've done. It's what you're doing. Right. Um, <laughs> so we decided to uh, actually do the Tendat style, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we went back and did the Australian selections and a couple of competitions back in Australia, um, and uh, ended up being selected to go to the Worlds to represent Australia. So for the first two years of our career, we uh, weren't really dancing much in this country at all. Mm -hmm. um, we were doing uh, the, the circuit uh, competing overseas in the standard and the Latin. Okay. Um, so we did uh, two World Ten Dance Championships and made through to the semi-finals in those. Mm -hmm. um, and then ran into some problems with the Australian uh, Selections Committee. So uh, basically they weren't happy with us living in America. I mean, when we did compete in America, the Americans certainly weren't happy with us dancing for Australia. Right. We, we um, caught flack from both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And I spent about three months going back and forth arguing with the Australian body and the WDDSC because the last year that we danced for Australia, they decided to change the rules on us uh, because of some political dramas that they were having there between the IDSF and the Amateur Association in Australia and uh, our professional association in Australia and decided to do it by nomination for the world's professional Latin for that year. Um, in uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, we were... Um, Currently, then ranked second as far as the standings were. There was one couple which had done better than us in Blackpool and some of the international events. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I shouldn't say that. We were actually the highest ranked couple internationally in the professional Latin wow. for those two years. But mm -hmm. there was one couple which beat us when we were back in Australia. So we were like, hey, you know, they deserve to go. Um, and uh, we were expecting just to be the second round. As it turns out, they uh, nominated the fourth and sixth place couple and they sent them to the Worlds. Uh, so we were, I mean, I was ticked. Yeah. And um, there's one thing that uh, I'm a pretty fair guy, but when someone screws me over, I uh, don't 
uh, take that too easy. No. So I was on the phone emailing, faxing, and uh, contacted all of the um, Australian representatives. Half of them didn't even know that we were nominated, mm -hmm. and uh, half of them didn't even know what our credentials were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a mind out of sight type of thing. They only knew what was in front of them. Uh, okay. Uh, and, and they weren't given the information. So I went all the way to Blackpool, sat in the WDNDSC meeting, but because they had already closed their agenda, we were left in the cold. There was nothing we could do other than to table it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Next meeting, which was two months after the World Championships. So basically after that we decided, hey, you know, the Americans haven't liked it too much that we were dancing for Australia. Mm -hmm. The Australians definitely don't like the fact that we're dancing for Australia. Let's just give it all up and let's start doing American smooths. Great. So, which was satisfying our need to dance Latin and Borum. Oh, I'm sure. Plus, you know, the 10 dance is, you know, it's uh, Latin and Borum combined. Mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line, except it's just smooth music. That's fabulous. And how would you describe your style together when you're dancing? Well, I mean, I guess the best way we can draw, describe our style, and this is what we aspire to try and do, is individuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bottom line is that um, you know, there's no one like me, there's no one like her, and when you put them together, there's no one like us. Right. All we try and do is just be ourselves. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's what we learn, that's what we believe in, and hopefully that's how we dance. And are there any upcoming competitions that you and Lena will be attending that our Dancecape fans can look out for? Um, well, um, we... Uh, have a fairly heavy schedule now through until uh, the, I guess, uh, United States Championships. Um, obviously, we would like to defend and retain our title coming up in uh, September, mm -hmm. but uh, I guess they, in their uh, wisdom, uh, scheduled uh, an hour running the World Smooth Championships, which is going to be held the week before our national championships this year. Oh, wow. So... Um, they're running the World uh, Rhythm and World Smooth Championships for the first time. Um, it's now an official title, and uh, <coughs> that is our goal. Well, all the best, and good luck to that. I would like to thank you, Nick, very much for taking the time to have this excellent interview with us today. There's a lot of valuable information that you've shared, and it's been a pleasure meeting you. This podcast was brought to you by Danscape. For full transcripts, register for Danscape Easing at www.danscape.com. Dance is passion.